This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 35 because of that debate performance by uh, John Fetterman earlier this week. Good morning. Welcome into a feel-good Friday. We pick winners and losers, 835. We do have some local suggestions, some local uh, FFAers or 4-Hers. I don't don't remember. FFA. FFA, some of those. Uh, somebody locally, you think they should be a winner of the week? Let us know. 874-9390. There's Stephanie Pell. Good morning. Ms. Producer Hannah is here. Good morning. And we're sporting red. Remember everyone deployed. It's really cool. I think on Fridays we go out and see people in red. I'm like, oh yeah, you take part too. You take part. It's like this collective thing that like we're all taking part in and it's not on social media. It's like a real life thing, man. And sometimes if I try to wear red in the middle of the week, Brandon looks at me funny goes why are you wearing red it's not friday on so i never owned a red sh- i've never owned a red shirt until hannah instituted this policy uh that mandated that we wear red shirts it wasn't like that at all it's well, i love taking part in it it's quite the opposite actually it is quite the opposite and uh so now i have like all kinds of red shirts and if for some reason it'd be like a tuesday morning and i'm getting ready and i pull out a shirt and i'm like Oh, it's red. I I can't wear it today. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. But you can. I mean, yeah, you can. But but I have this re- this mind lock. Like, oh, it's not Friday. I'm not allowed to wear red. Can't wear red after Labor Day. <laughs> and I felt left out when I started going to more Republican events and showing up, and everyone was wearing like a red blazer or a red dress. So now I have like a whole section of my closet, and people are like, "Oh, that red dress is so pretty for Christmas." And I'm like, "Who are you kidding? This is Republican red, not Christmas red." <laughs> you wore a, a nice red dress just last night, didn't you? Yep, and I got another one for. Next Tuesday. Great event last night. <laughs> we did. We were uh, in Jefferson City for the RACS, the Rape and Abuse Crisis Center uh, Masquerade Gala, the first one. Um, hopefully they bring it back. It was very well attended. Um, we got to hear some of the women's stories who have uh, benefited from the services RACS provides. Mm-hmm. It was very powerful. I know that Phil Free, I'm glad you guys were there and you both, by the way, look fantastic. Um, they do a great job. There's, there's no doubt. Thank you. Phil Freeman, um, who runs the, uh, and I believe Phil's still involved at Freeman Mortuary, but for years he has raised money. Um, he and his entire family have raised money for Rex. Um, heavily involved in that, but I'm glad you were able to do that. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. Very difficult circumstances. And city manager Steve said hi, by the way, last night, Marsh. No, oh, good. Steve Crowell. Yeah, Steve Crowell was there. Got to chat with him for um, for a little bit. So it was really a good time. Great picture posted on our uh, Wake Up uh, Facebook page, uh, too. Stephanie and I wearing masks. You got to go check out. <laughs> go check the picture. I will say that. Looks Please. Good. Yeah, go check the picture. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you, sir. Uh, down at Mexico, uh, Mexico High School is canceled yep. today. We guess some uh, people have been sending us some screenshots, apparently, of some of these threats that went out. And I'm always like, well, should I share them or well, should I do the responsible thing? And not? Here's the thing. Okay. We, I made the decision with Matthew Pilger to, because he confirmed it with, okay. he confirmed. So I, I actually read it for, for people listening on the Eagle. It's one sentence. But I, I want, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to read it because I want people to know what these schools deal with in the police. But this is an online threat that was on Snapchat, confirmed by Mexico Public Safety Chief Susan Rocket to my former colleague, Matthew Pilger, um, who is now the editor of the uh, Mexico Ledger. And the, the threat reads like this, quote, everyone in MHS and MMS getting shot TF up, end of quote. 
and there's a smiley face, and I'm not I'm not sure what they call that emoji, something like that. But there's a smiley face next to that sentence, and it, it's like somebody's laughing hysterically in, in the photo. So obviously, they take it very seriously. They're trying to determine who did it. They're investigating, and uh, there may be other agencies involved. But uh, Matthew confirming that with Mexico Public Safety. No school today, and the reason they canceled, Brandon, because they want to keep everybody safe and they want to get to the bottom of this, meaning they want to catch who, who put this up there. And there are some more, some more of these uh, apparently social media messages. Mm. Y'all, M-F-K-A-S. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would your mom react to that kind of language, it's, Brian? Uh, not good, mm-hmm. not good. Uh, y'all, M-F-K-A's better be ready for tomorrow. Everyone in MHS and MMS getting shot up. Is that Moberly and Mexico or uh, Moberly um, Middle or Mexico <laughs> Middle School? Yeah, it's, okay. it's strictly Mexico uh, right now. And Del- then it says, yeah, deleting this account, I'll see y'all tomorrow, though. And then it's got a 100% icon and or emoji. Um, yeah, no, I think validly closed. I mean, if someone said that about your workplace, hey, all y'all are going to get shot up tomorrow. I don't well, think we'll I see you Monday then. Yeah, I wouldn't want to come in. No, and there's no school Monday. And in the school districts, and the governor's talked about this, Tashara Jones, and take all the politics out about, because I know people of Corey Bush has concerns about the guns as well. If you take all the politics out, everybody knows that these threats um, do happen. We never really know what is exactly in some of these threats. We know because Matthew was able to obtain some screenshots. And, and these ones that you have, I, Brandon, that I don't even think Matthew has that at the paper. But they're very concerning. Imagine um, the school district had no choice. They had to do this. And hopefully... Uh, maybe there's more than one, but at least one person's posting this, and hopefully they'll be able to um, find out who did it. I would think they'd be able to trace that back, but I don't know. I'm not a you know foren- computer forensic expert, but I would hopefully they'd be able to track who put put that up there. Hannah's our show Snapchat expert. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can you post anonymously to Snapchat? Um, not that I'm aware of. Huh. Interesting. Well, hopefully yeah. nothing happens there. Hopefully it was just somebody being a, a, a moron. Hopefully they'll get the Scary, help. Scary, though. It, it is. is. Yeah. And it, 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 is. it is, yeah, especially as a parent, I would think. Mm. And we've had several cases in Jefferson City this week. We had, what, one or two cases of something like this? Well, we had to deal with the paintball gun. Paintball, paintball gun. Airsoft BB gun and all. And, you know, it caused for pause. And they, they got the kid, and the kid got in trouble. And then Rockbridge had the unconfirmed thing as well. Yeah, the Rockbridge thing was unconfirmed. In fact, they determined there was no threat there, but someone thought they saw a person with a gun. They sent a lot of activity there, but it, the Rockbridge thing, uh, the Rockbridge incident, if you will, turned out to be no threat, and there was no gun involved, thankfully. But the police are thankful to the person that called that in. Uh, has anybody heard, moving on to the next thing, anybody heard the Trump coming back to Twitter? MSNBC heard it. Side note, just a moment ago, Trump himself issued a statement congratulating Elon Musk on buying Twitter. He says his account will be back on Monday. Uh, they got duped. Somebody somebody duped MSNBC and a whole bunch of other folks. I think it was shared actually by a former Trump staffer who started putting out, hey, Trump's coming back to Twitter. No, he's not. I mean, he might, but he hadn't said it. And what would his first tweet be? Kofefe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, and we'll see. I you would I would hope that the national outlet like that would confirm that before running running with it because their audience, specifically MSNBC's audience, and I don't know what time of the day she's on, but if he, he's on at prime time, their ratings are pretty decent. 
a lot of people would see that, and their audience would definitely be very worked up over hearing that. Oh, and do you have some of the latest cable ratings? And Fox is always, and a lot of times, they're, they're number one amongst all cable channels. They are certainly number one when it comes to the news networks. But here's something else that's even better than, than just being number one and what it means. Uh, in the 25 to 54 demo, which some people say that's a younger demo. Gosh. Uh, 25, <laughs> 54 demo. Uh, they're they're beating MSNBC, CNN, and actually getting bringing in more people in that twenty five to fifty four demo. It's important for them because that's where the bread and butter is. That's where the money comes from. You can sell advertising. Well, we've got a we've got a, a million people eighty plus that watch Fox. It doesn't do no good when it comes to advertising. Uh, and we here uh, wake up mid Missouri happen to know a little something about ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you have to be the twenty five fifty four. Uh, so it's important for Fox for advertising, but I think it's important for politics because it's showing that I think even more and more younger people are gravitating towards that because they're not liking the, the, the lies and the BS that's being spewed on MSNBC or CNN. Uh, and I heard a uh, misinformation last night. It's a major cable news network, MSNBC, and nobody had the wherewithal to do a simple houseworth or marsh on the job, and that is fact check, which you're being told. So here I am, here we are in mid-Missouri, hanging out with two of the most talented journalists I've ever been able to work with in my entire life, and they can fact check stuff, but people at these national news outlets like MSNBC and CNN, they yeah. can't seem to manage a fact check. In, in what, uh, yes, uh, in, in, in John, I, I'm sure, sure you agree with this, but the, the bottom line on some of these shows when I see quote unquote journalists uh, up there discussing, it's like they're spewing stuff, and you wonder, are they fact checking this? And uh, it's just, I, I miss Walter Cronkite, I miss uh, Roger Mudd, I miss John Chancellor. Those were the days. Those were the days. And, well, and they kind of track I, right along. That's, with that's the way it worked. They track right along, Brian. A lot of times with the general public who takes uh, social media stuff. You know, exactly. at face value and doesn't doesn't check it. Yep. Just presume yeah. what's on the internet. It's got to yeah. be true. Yeah. MSNBC is no better than Facebook or TikTok or whatever. There's, uh, hey, I, this was just handed to me. Oh, look, Trump's coming back on Twitter. It's like it's uh, like yeah, yeah, like a social media poster with with no consequences for spewing uh, BS. The, the the other thing that uh, it was a former president Ronald Reagan that had, but I think you you could take that and he was talking about politics. You could apply it as well to journalism or sports, or uh, you could apply it to coaching. Whatever, you apply it to anything. anything. But trust but verify. Somebody tells you some gossip out in the office. Yeah, trust but verify. Trust the gossip. But then go and ask other people, hey, Stephanie, did you hear this about Anna? <laughs> Trust the gossip you are being told, but verify the gossip. That's true. Trust, but verify. Well, I love that people are kind of using the Elon Musk takeover to just, like, post things that they know people have been censored for and be like, ah, just testing the waters here. And so I saw one tweet and it said, one, masks never work. Two, inflation wasn't transitory. Three, (laughs) not a vaccine if no immunity. Four, men can't get pregnant. Five, lab leak theory is plausible. And he said, just just testing the waters here. (laughs) Seeing if I get banned. All facts. There by the uh, by the way, any of these anybody watch scary movies for Halloween? Marsh is this your is this your uh, thing? Is this something you do? We got a couple of the classics for sure. Yeah, what do you like to watch? <laughs> the original Scream Queen, Jamie Lee, and Halloween One. Man, that is going way back. Steph, you into scary movies? I have never liked scary uh, movies. I, I try not to watch them I, because they scare you, or you just don't like them. Uh, yeah, they're just not. 
enjoyable for me. I do have the number one that's based on internet searches and stuff like that, but the movie that most that the majority of Missouri when it comes to Halloween movies, the movie that the majority of Missourians apparently like to watch. Anna, you into the scary movies? I am. I don't watch them as much as I used to. Uh, my fiance does not like scary movies, and I don't like to watch them by myself. Um, the Insidious series is some of my favorite movies. So I have seen one of the Insidious, Insidious movies, one of the Conjuring movies, and I recall those were okay, but because I was comparing them to The Exorcist. That is the only movie. And I don't watch scary movies because they don't scare me. I don't find that they're just not fascinating for me. And I know a lot of people do. I will watch The Exorcist. And to this day, I'm a 51-year-old grown man. Well, I'm a 51-year-old man. Uh, that movie to this day scares the heck out of me. Even in its era with its kind of cheesy special effects, it's still it's still kind of a spooky movie. It, yeah, you're messing with stuff you shouldn't ought to be messing with there. Uh, most popular Halloween movie in Missouri, according to Internet Trends? Charlie Brown. <laughs> the Black Phone. I've what? never even I've never even heard of it. Yeah, Black I haven't either. Phone. The Black Phone. If somebody has seen The Black Phone, give us a call. 874-9390. Is this worth watching? It's like the Blair Witch. I remember that. Oh, gosh. Remember how much of a... That, man, you talk about selling the sizzle, but then having no steak to go with that sizzle. Right. Um, but, yeah, a lot of a lot of states' favorite movie, favorite... Uh, you had some that had Scream, Poltergeist, Halloween. See, the Halloween movies, slash movies, never did anything for me. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think everybody should watch that, John. The original? The original. Yeah. Watch and a drive-in. Yeah. Watch it just to say that you've seen it. Not that the movie is inherently entertaining or anything. Um, the Black Phone, if you've seen The Black Phone, 874-9390, because not only was it the most popular horror flick in Missouri, it was the most popular horror flick uh, in a lot of uh, states. So coming up, um, and we can take a phone call on this, plus Morning Bell business news. A little twist, only Stephanie Bell can give you what he got, Steph. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 828 time for the Morning Bell business news with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. Well, we've been talking a lot about Elon today, and I have a crush on Elon and have for a long time. I love that he's putting his money where his mouth is and actually going forward with the sale. Um, one thing that people aren't talking about, what they've already done to file, is Twitter has filed to pull the shares from the stock market. Um, you know, before they were a publicly owned company, now that Elon has bought it. And there's all sorts of regulations and things around what they have to publicly disclose when you're a publicly traded company, but it is going private officially, which may allow him to, you know, shake up internally some things. Um, the other thing is those folks that got fired, they're walking away with massive yeah. sums of money, which we kind of knew was coming. And then my other favorite update, remember how he took his mom to one of those really special events? She, he tweeted out um, a message to advertisers and she retweeted and said, wonderful message with a heart emoji, hashtag proud mom. And like, isn't that the cutest ever? I mean, you're like one of the world's richest people and your mom's still like one of your biggest hype people. Like, that's just so sweet. Like your parents, they're proud of you because... They're like living you, off of your money. Yeah. <laughs> because you've become an attorney. Well, mice, what'd your, what'd your kid do this year? Like the brag Christmas card. Well, I'm a, a Stephanie graduated from uh, Mizzou from law school and now she's in her uh, Ellinger and Associates. And, and uh, what did your son, what did your kids do? Oh, he bought Twitter. Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. See, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I liked it when they said You know what I would do when they, when they said that? I would raise my hand. 
Yes, Mrs. Baxter, is it possible for a 12-year-old boy to get pregnant from reading comic books? No? No? Oh, okay, I got some misinformation from my older brother. Dennis Reed, you know, that was pretty funny several years ago, but I'm wondering, for real, seriously, talking points aside, if that is happening in schools, little boy in class, uh, teacher, I'm a 12-year-old boy, can I get pregnant? And the teacher's saying, you sure can. Uh, no, you can't. Welcome into a feel-good Friday edition of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian Howsworth in the house. It's good to see you both. Thank for you. And Hannah, too. Producer Hannah, by the way, somebody... Uh, Marsh, who can we credit for this great idea for Hannah Swisher? Hannah, we wear red. As a matter of fact, if you watch on our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, you can watch us every morning. You'll notice, hey, they're all wearing red. Is that by design? Do you all call That was me? from Dennis the Texter. Dennis the Texter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but Hannah's wearing a pretty cool shirt today that her mama got her. Yeah, it says Future Misses. It's a sweatshirt. Uh, Marsh has a better idea. What is it, bud? Dennis, Dennis, the texter, if I can spit it out, says Hannah's sweatshirt should read near misses. <laughs> Very good, Dennis. Dennis. Good. Good job. Thank you, Dennis. You're going to be one of our winners of the uh, of the week. My name is Brendan Rather. Thank you for being here. Before we do get into winners and losers of the week, Rob, what are you grateful for today? Morning. Um so uh, there's a, a charity called Cycle for the Kids, and it's a group of bicyclists who uh, do rides to raise money for the to support the children, uh, fallen uh, special operations warriors in the U.S. military. And um, my cousin, who is 67 years old and married to a retired Green Beret, and her son is active duty in the Army, um, is this morning completing a salt-to-salt bicycle ride. Uh, she has ridden from the Pacific Ocean, and today at, at 11 o'clock Eastern time, will dip her tire into the Atlantic Ocean in Delaware. And she's 67 years old, and she's done this. She started uh, at the end of July and has been riding every day, and, and three months later is completing this ride to raise money for children. And so this is going to be happening uh, at 11 o'clock Eastern time, so about an hour, 20 minutes from now, your cousin, now is she, is she a low, is she live here in mid-Missouri? No, she lives in Nevada, Okay, and her family lives there, and um, so uh, she has a long line of uh, military in her family, her father, lots of cousins, and of course her husband and her son, and they, and we grew up in the Kansas City area. And uh, but she is finishing that this How morning, cool. which is quite an accomplishment for a 67 year old grandmother to to achieve. That's an accomplishment for anybody. Hell, that'd be an accomplishment for Lance Armstrong. C to C. I love that. So she is one of our. Uh, so that's what you are grateful for today. And we will call her one of our winners of the week. Rob, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to be part of the show, man. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. All right, winners and losers of the week, 874 So there's a winner of the week. Got a couple of local ones. Tom says, or, uh, da -da 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 -da. yeah, Tom says, June Pitchford. June Pitchford is the auditor for Boone County. She's been there 30 years. We just 1994, covered. I believe. It been a while. Yeah, basically 30 years. Uh, yeah, so Boone County Auditor. So, who do we get to replace June Pitchford? Uh, da, 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 uh, Mr. Gibson, who is uh, running for uh, auditor. Anything else locally? Yeah, I've got a winner. Uh, Halias softball team is headed to the state championship today, I believe. Yeah. Pretty exciting, right here at Midmo. Yeah, they play at 10 a.m. this morning. 
Um, and yeah, that's for the class four state title in softball. It's incredible. Awesome. That's a big deal. It really is. And Chanel Porter had a real nice piece on them this week on Channel 17. Chanel Porter, she's the one that used to be a news anchor. Now she's anchoring yeah. sports. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Just enjoy, t- uh, enjoy the time we get to see her. I really, um, as I told her, God, I'd give anything to have somebody like that on our staff. She's so talented. And she she could be a sideline reporter, but she could be a great news person. I mean, she was in that uh, Addy piece uh, up there yeah. in, in Moberly. Great future, but she really did a nice piece on Helias and really profiled the team that they have. And Helias actually won the state title in 2019. Yes. And now they're playing again for it in 2022. So, very cool. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Helias softball is pretty good. Yes. Yeah, baby. Uh, National FFA convention wrapping up. Uh, Our FFA members heading home today. Boonville FFA received a premier chapter award as one of the best chapters in the entire awesome. nation winners of the weekend right. this and thanks for letting us know that the june pitchford and elias and some of these things you already know but that's why we always encourage you send us your nominations for winners and losers of the week and i personally i don't know about the rest of us but i love more of the local yes. stuff i mean it's easy to pick and yeah we there's some biden stuff in here and winners that, well usually we try to not even do biden because it's enough but remarkable week he had this week but i love the local stuff yes yeah on the state level we talked about people getting duped by trump coming back to twitter uh nationally i guess a bunch of folks were duped by a typo on schmidt's uh campaign report <laughs> and he filed his fec Is that report. just a typo <laughs> i don't know his campaign says they accidentally changed the office from so. Senate to President. And, I, I mean, liberals yesterday freaked out. And they were like, can you believe it? You know, he hasn't even gotten elected to the Senate. Now he's trying to be our next president. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. That's Simmer amazing. down. Yeah. It's amazing. I do have, uh, Brandon, I do have two quick nominations. Um, the I was at two events this week. Uh, the Columbia Police Department yesterday, their cold case uh, I've never, I mean, uh, you know how Jeff Jones is. He's very intense and emotional, but he and Jeremiah Johnson, I mean, they were really laser focused on what they talked about. And that is a horrible case. So they really want people to come forward. If they have any information, they believe there are other possible victims out there. Please come forward. We'll continue to get that number on the news. And then I met two listeners, uh, and I met a number of farmers down there, but two listeners who love listening to the Eagle. They're both farmers down in uh, Wooldridge, John Clay Jr. and John Clay Sr. And I appreciate their hospitality. Uh, just devastation down there mm-hmm. and what those two gentlemen have gone through. One of the older gentlemen is the senior, is the uh, the head of the Le- Levy District in Overton and Wooldridge. They lost combines. But I appreciate them listening and just, as I told them, country folk helping country folk. Amen. That's what it is. You're That's exactly, really what it is. You're exactly right. And I want to, uh, for winners of the week, uh, these 50 different, at least 50 different agencies from all across the Show Me State that came here to Mid-Missouri to help us out. Yes. 874-9390. Rich says he has a winner. Who you got, bud? Uh, I was going to say Kelly Murphy from the mayor of Woolridge. That's She's uh, yeah. taken care of that town pretty good over the years, and she kind of takes the weight of all this stuff on her shoulders. Man, thank yeah. you, Rich. That is a great call. She is, because she's been, so Wooldridge, very small town. She's the mayor. She handles business there. And all of a sudden, you're front and center on a statewide story that's gotten some national play. Yeah. And she has stepped up to the plate. Rich, 
Thank you for that, That's man. Awesome. Yeah, good the, call. The governor really gave her a, a shout out. And Kelly is uh, mayor. The mayor, uh, I call her Kelly, but the, the mayor there in Wildridge. She's very proud of what she's done. She is so humble. She did not step up onto the stage to speak with the governor and the congresswoman, although she could have. She just kind of wanted the wanted the others to be up there. But they really love the work she's doing down there. But but gosh, she's got her hands yeah. full. It's pure devastation. Uh, Marsh, uh, what do you have for winners and losers? Well, I, I go right along with everybody and the governor talking about the first responders, especially the volunteer firefighters who did yeoman work at Woldridge would be a, even a whole lot worse off for a lot of other nearby homes if it hadn't been yeah. for them. And a big winner of the week, they like to call him Uncle Charlie in St. Louis. Yeah. We just call him Wayno Adam Wainwright, sticking around for another year with the cards. Let's see if maybe he can do what he did last year and be a complete game leader in the, in Major League Baseball. But Wayno back in next season. He can have a normal off season. I spoke with him this morning. He's he's excited. He's energized, and obviously, uh, um, you know, you think about how we look at our roster um, next year. You, you're always going to be needing pitching, and so having him come back is is certainly helpful for all of us. That's John Mazeliak. Uh, he's the big dude with the St. Louis Cardinals. Talking about what John Marsh was just uh, talking about. <laughs> Well, we should get Housworth back in here. Remember how passionate Housworth gets about it and stuff gets misreported? Because mm-hmm. between Housworth and Marsh, really, you guys are all on it. Housworth stepped out. He's taking care of some news uh, stuff. But he gets upset uh, when people... <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a text exchange with a local law enforcement agency right now. Did we get something wrong? We did not. Did Brian? <laughs> oh, no. No, we... We... Uh, collectively, right? We we win as a team, we fail as a team, right? Uh, yeah, and it wasn't intentional. But I think he's done it before. Uh, Brian Houseworth, <laughs> one of our assistant police chiefs in Columbia, as <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson. It's not Johnson. It's Jeremiah Hunter. Yes, he <laughs> does something. Jeremiah Johnson was a Robert Redford character <laughs> in I, a Mountain Man yeah. movie. What? I thought Jeremiah. Was a bullfrog. <laughs> He's a good uh, friend of mine. I have, people in, I have people in my life where their names are like so close. I will often refer to them as the wrong thing. I guess there were 392 losers out there, according to the Missouri Department of Conservation. Did you see this story yesterday? They issued 400 permits in the last season for oh, bears. Yeah. Only eight people yeah. got one. So there's 400 permits, mm-hmm. and I think it was like 5,000 people applied. Yep. 400 permits, eight bears bagged, four of them by bow. Which Pretty I incredible. About that. Uh, Second, they Missouri's- can't throw a 90-mile-an-hour sinker like Wayno, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> or instead of shooting, I always, listen, I lived out west for a lot of years, animal conservation efforts between grizzly bears and, and wolves. Uh, you know, I'm all for it. Bring them back. But I always laugh. And I get it. I know why it's done. But in Missouri, we said, oh, look. Uh, the black bears back in their natural habitat because you know why they left. We chased them out. Man, chased them out. I mean, that's it's simple. To Arkansas, fact. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, so okay, great. We got enough bears now. Let's go out and kill some. Get rid of some. I always find it laughable. I get why we do it, but maybe you're onto something there, Marsh. Instead of going out and shooting and killing them, because I don't do people. People eat bear meat. No, nobody. Nobody who shoots bears eats it. I mean, they may tell you they do, but no. They make a rug out of it, right? Yeah, they trophy hunt them pretty much. 
uh, or show people the pictures. Look what I shot and killed. Bear. Um, it was a big controversy last year here, the deer hunting season, so I'm excited. It's just a couple weeks away. Well, it's uh, it's coming. Also on the on the uh, front of hunting, somebody, and I can't remember exactly where, I can't remember if it was Osage County, somebody. Yeah, Bonnet's Mill. Yeah, you saw this story then, right? I did. Uh, what the heck you got to do that for? Somebody went out and just shot some deer, harvested deer, whatever. It's not deer season. I think just both. let them lay. Just oh. dumped them. Man, uh, do we need, we want to chat with Hal Dooley, cartoonist for the Jefferson City News Tribune. Also Jim Dyke. Jim Dyke. He's, what did I say? <laughs> Hal Dooley. <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Some things we didn't get time to get to on the show today. A couple of quick texts before we chat with Jim Dyke. Monty says, if I shot a bear, I'd eat it. Steve said, we talk about winners of the week. 400, uh, 400 permits were issued. So Steve says, well, then 392 bears are winners. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for true. that. A lot of things happening this weekend. want to bring in Jim Dyke. Probably see a lot of his work over the years. Jefferson City News Tribune cartoonist does excellent work in there. He wrote, did a piece over the summer. Still like to go back and look at. They got uh, folks all upset. Uh, also, as uh, you're walking through uh, the edge of downtown Jefferson City, you will see Cottonstone Gallery. I've been in there before. It's a pretty impressive place. Bunch of things happening downtown this weekend. What do you got for us, Jim? Hey, good morning. I've got uh, Saturday, 11 till 2, we have High Street Trick or Treat down High Street with all the participating businesses. And we usually have anywhere from three to 6,000 people. Even in the rain, it's a very large crowd. Well, tomorrow, it's hopefully, it's gonna, yeah, tomorrow will be beautiful. Sunshine, 65 tomorrow. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really great. And then later in the morning, uh, uh, let's see, closer to little afternoon, you can wander from here over to the governor's mansion and tour the mansion, too. So it's going to be a fun downtown day. Streets are open. That's one of the key things about this event. Streets are open, and people are strolling on the sidewalks. It's working downtown the way downtown's supposed to work. It's it's a beautiful thing to see. Amen. Starting 11 o'clock tomorrow, a whole bunch of things downtown Jefferson City, Jim Dyke, Cottonstone Gallery joining uh, joining us. Do you get, when people come in, do, are you doing like specifically fall, I'm guessing you would have been doing it a while ago, but do you get people to come in, hey, I want some Halloween pieces, I want a horrifying piece of art. Uh, is that stuff you do? I, uh, not so much sometimes. Uh, maybe a cartoon in the paper is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've seen those. Like a not like a scary painting on the wall. When I'm at the state fair doing caricatures, I've had people want me to draw them like uh, zombies with their their eyes hanging out of the sockets, or maybe half is the guy's face and the other half is the girl's face, or or maybe maybe half their head is missing and brains hanging out. It's weird stuff like that, but not as as far as an actual serious painting. No, nobody's really asked for that. All right, this is Jim Dyke, Cottonstone Gallery, downtown Jefferson City. If you ever get a chance, cool place to pop into. And I think one of the coolest things, uh, the last time that I was there, I went in, and, uh, and, and and it was first time I'd met Jim. I wasn't sure, and dude's on the floor, and he's, like, prepping artwork and stuff. And, like, didn't even look up, carried on a conversation with it. And I'm like, that's some focus as an artist <laughs> to be able to do that. Uh, a lot of things happening downtown tomorrow. Downtown Jefferson City starts at 11. You've got the governor's mansion thing, and we've got some great weather lined up. Jim Dyke, Cottonstone uh, Gallery, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your support. Yeah. We'll look forward to seeing you again real soon. 
appreciate it. Come down and get some candy tomorrow. Amen. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, butterfingers, no milk duds, no candy corn, no popcorn balls. Bit uh, of honey. No bit of honey. What the <laughs> heck is that, by the way, Marsh? Uh, bit of honey. And it's not thing. even... It's not wrapped really, in the wax paper, right? Yeah. And it's not even really honey. It's just plain 